Hi, everybody. Welcome to Six Months Later, or more accurately, our little side project, same time next year, where we check in with uh, people we've spoken to uh, low one calendar year prior. Not a calendar year, like a whole, like 12 months ago, something like that. I don't know. It's hard to keep track anymore. Anyways, uh, this is a great little catch up that we have with uh, Sam Lake. Sam Lake, a uh, very funny comedian. We catch up with him. He and we find out what the status is on his marriage, which was happening and not happening in the last two interviews. Uh, we find out what's going on with his uh, his new show and we hear about, uh, you know, just everything that's going on with him. And he's a delightful young man to speak to. So he's it's always it's always fun to talk to Sam. Yeah. If you if you missed the first interview, I suggest going back to listen to the uh the episode it's episode eight or something so yeah yeah it's, it's a worthwhile fun discussion that we have <clears throat> with sam i don't know this might be coming out late this is coming out like way later than i wanted uh, all the episodes are are late uh, this is actually a good opportunity for me to apologize I'm, I'm way behind on stuff because i've had covid and been sick in general and then also i'm running the oxford comedy festival currently if you are in the oxford area uh, it would be a great idea to go and get some tickets to different shows at the Oxford Comedy Festival, uh, not the least of which is, is Sam's show, which is coming up soon. But anyways, uh, please enjoy this episode uh, with this follow-up conversation with Sam, and uh, and we'll uh, see you next time. Bye. Please welcome back to the show, comedian, writer, podcaster, and... All around bon vivant, <laughs> Sam Lake. Sam, for the record, Sam made me add a fourth one that I was not prepared to add, and so that's why. Anyways, Sam, how you been? How's the last I'm, year been treating you? I'm good. I'm boning. I'm vivoning. I know what that means. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's all good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's the thing about being a bon vivant, which I think I did not say it right that time, is that you don't <laughs> need to know what it is. You just live it. it like it, knowing what it is. Yeah. It, it almost it's a state is of mind rather than like a job title. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You live it. You don't. Yeah. But yeah. How? How? Yeah. So we, it's been. It's been about a year. We spoke to you last March. A yeah. big question that I think listening back to the first two conversations, the big question I have for you is. Did you ever finally get married? Because that was getting pushed back and pushed back. <laughs> and I think everybody's been on pins and needles. Wanting to know. <laughs> Did Sam Lake ever get married? Let's hear it, bud. Well, I was planning to sell the exclusive to Hello Magazine, but I suppose you can have it instead. Okay. Um, yes, it's still I did get married. It's still exclusive to us. Yeah, <laughs> no one listens to this, so you can still sell it to Hello later. But anyways, oh okay. great! <laughs> uh, no, I did. I did get married. Yay! I got married. I got married in July, okay. so a few months after I last spoke to you, and I also. <laughs> I also made my first hour-long stand-up show about it. Excellent. So I got married and then milked it for material. That's what that's what it's for. That's what the marriage is for. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's a show marriage, really. That's why I had kids or a kid. Yeah, I said the one kid. <laughs> Do you like your child now, by the way? Because I remember the last time we spoke, you, you were speaking about fatherhood as like real waste of time. <laughs> um. 
Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's ups and downs. Actually, we I was talking with my wife tonight, and we were just like, it's the last couple of months have been really tough because he, we've we've been sick. He's been sick. He's been teething. He's been Ugh. just kind of irascible, and so it's it has been difficult. For, but I do enjoy fatherhood. I'm a stay at home dad now. Uh, mm -hmm. Beats working, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I no, it is it's a lot of work. It's very exhausting. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah no I enjoy it I enjoy it he's a adorable little man I think I I think I saw a photo of him on your Instagram the other day and he is indeed an adorable little man he is he's so adorable as are you <laughs> oh that's so sweet <laughs> hey you know what I got you bud <laughs> still rocking the stash good looking stash really filled in I think yeah well yeah I kept it it's become part of the brand uh -huh. it, I I'm scared to get rid of it at this point yeah that's yeah you can't go back. Because uh, no. my, my dad has had a mustache for probably close to 50 years now. Wow. He's like, it's just committed to it. It's like, you can't, like, if I go to visit and he just shaved it off, it's just like, who are you? Like, who even You might is... not know who your own dad is. And that's right. That's true. I honestly mm. might not recognize him without the mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my father has a big handlebar mustache. Like, ah. if you've ever seen the actor Sam Elliott, he, yes. he looks very much like Sam Elliott. Does he have the, the, so the last time I went in for a haircut, mm -hmm. the, because we wore fa uh, face masks for so long, mm -hmm. I had this, but my hairdresser had no idea I had a mustache as well. So only recently we've been able to go into hairdressers without having face masks on. And it came to her as quite a surprise. And she said, I don't hate the mustache. <laughs> But do you style it yourself? I said, yes, I take off the odd trunk every now and again with a pair of nail scissors. She said, would you like me to style it for you? I said, I don't know if I trust you that much yet, Lynn, but let's see how we go. And she said, I should grow the ends out and then grow them into the handlebar with the twirly bits at the side. And I... I don't, I don't know if I'd like who I'd become if I did that. I'm saying don't, my dad has a handlebar mustache, but he doesn't like, he doesn't wax it and twirl it like a weirdo. Mm, okay. It's just like a nice, it's just, it's just a mustache. It's like a nice, solid mustache. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very, he's, he's, what? he's more tash than person. It really. kind of, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> I've had friends who were like, like who've met my father a couple times. And then I'll mention something about my father. Like, oh, my father's bald. And they'll be like, your dad's bald. And I was like, yeah, you met him. He's like, I just remember the mustache. It's just the mustache. Fair enough. <laughs> the more. Yeah, it's a good distraction. It is. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying get, the, yeah, if you want to do the full mustache. Mm. Yeah, you could, you could do that. I think, I don't know. I'm curious to see how that would look. You should just try it. And then if you want to cut it back, then cut it back. Well, how about you do another series of this in two years? And <laughs> okay. then we'll see if I, I've i like threaded my mustache up into my eyebrows. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think, or you could do, go with the other, go with the opposite direction. Pencil thin. The John Waters pencil thin mustache. That's, um, to choose to have a very thin mustache may, might be one thing. I think men naturally who want to grow mustaches grow very thin mustaches. Mm. And like would like very wispy as well, and so I would worry that that would give off. I don't know if you want me saying this on the podcast, but nonce vibes. I don't know what nonce means. Oh, a pedophile. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's good to know. That's good to know in case that comes up later. <laughs> uh, that's not a term we have in America. Oh, right. Of course. Yes. So you got married in July. Exciting. I did. Small ceremony mm -hmm. at the town hall. Right? Is that what the plan was? It was indeed. All mm -hmm. right. And so are you still planning the big ceremony? Is it later this year or next year? We've binned it all off. You, you just, you're not going to do it at all? Not going to do it at all. So we, when we 
did the marriage mm-hmm. we said we will postpone the big thing because so the little thing we did in the town hall we could only have 15 people there and we originally had invited 170 right so that was quite the chop to make mm-hmm. and then so we said we would have a big celebration later on when it was more suitable to do so and then when we looked at how much all of it would cost we were like I don't know how we ever thought we could afford this. So we just cancelled everything before before it was too late. So we cancelled the venue, cancelled everything. And we're, we're quite content because we've done it now. We've done the wedding and we had, yeah. like, it wasn't the wedding that we had originally planned, but we still had, like, the best day ever. Okay. And we were kind of like, I think I'm good. I think I don't need any more wedding festivities. Okay. We said maybe, like like at the five year or the 10 year anniversary sure. that we would like do a big thing then um but weddings are so expensive and i think secretly when we did it in the city chambers we were just kind of like we should have just done this we should have just planned this this yeah. way originally because this is lovely and like i mean we had to make some compromises like we didn't have a fancy caterer we had a wedding dinner and pizza hut so that was like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry mm-hmm. um did you legitimately have your wedding dinner at Pizza Hut? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, because you, you say like, oh, we had to make some compromises. We couldn't have a caterer. So obviously so, Pizza Hut <laughs> is so, where you went. I'll, I'll walk you through the day. Please we got do. up. Because I want, we got up, I need a, like a, a blow by I blow. I need a real TikTok on this day to see what brought you to Pizza Hut. So I would say maybe a week before the big day um, and people were due to come to Edinburgh. Mm. Although not many people, obviously. So like a few friends came from London. My brother came from Cornwall and then all of David's family came from okay. Glasgow. And, That's and a good... So no, nobody's traveling like a crazy distance. Sure, sure, sure. And we had stuff planned for the day. So like there was the ceremony and we did find somewhere to eat after the ceremony because some people couldn't stay with us for the whole day mm-hmm. so we had to think of somewhere to go in the evening to celebrate and our choice was between a place called Shamoli, which is on the royal mile which is an indian thai fusion restaurant and i i secretly think it's a terrible restaurant that i love because every time i say to people shall we go there for dinner they go really really do we have to do you like that place and i go but it's so good so it was either there or pizza hut those were the only two places that had like space available okay and for some reason i think purely for camp value we went with pizza hut Mm -hmm. i think it was a photo of cocktails like like you know you know if you've been to tgi fridays and they do like really like wacky cocktails with like streamers and like all kinds of sure. shit coming out of them yeah yeah it made it the menu made it look like they do those so we'd be like wouldn't that be fun like oh we just got married and we're just going to pizza and we're just <laughs> gonna go and have like these huge bucket cocktails what we actually got was the warmest cans of passion fruit daiquiris so warm so creamy like a salero <laughs> melted on top of a puddle of rum and we wouldn't we were not best please i also said to the server it's my wedding day and we're just like celebrating and they were like oh, that's nice good for you and i was like so you know if you wanted to give me like a free ice cream factory or something that would be great and they were like yeah that would be nice wouldn't it and then did nothing <laughs> and then i and then i instagrammed a picture i instagrammed a picture of me sat at the table with my friends <laughs> 
and then <laughs> so also remember this was last year uh-huh. and in scotland so the rules were still that you could only have six people to a table oh, and there okay. were 10 of us so it was me four of my friends and my brother at one table and i took i asked the waiter to take a photo of us and in the background you can see my husband his mum one of my other friends and his sister sat on a completely different table right at the back of the restaurant <laughs> because they wouldn't sit us together because it was too many people not even close together <laughs> Not even close together. So so I think they thought I was making up the wedding stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. My husband just happens to be sat at a completely different table. Like, But we still love each other. It's fine. It's not like it's just social social distancing. <laughs> that gentleman so over there like, who's not making eye contact with me uh, and doesn't seem to know me at all, that's definitely my husband. Yeah. So I asked them to take a photo of us. And he just happened to be in the background. I sent, <laughs> I put it on my Insta story and tag Pizza Hut UK. And I say, just having a casual wedding dinner at Pizza Hut UK or something. And then I zoom in on the next bit, just on my husband, who sat at a completely different table. It's iconic. It's gold. And then (laughs) Pizza Hut DM me and go, is this true? Is this really happening? Thinking, right, okay. I shouldn't have just asked for a free ice cream factory bowl or whatever. Like, (laughs) this is going to go viral. They are going to give me, like, the Pizza Hut equivalent of the Nando's black card. And I say, yeah. It's it it's really happening, and like everyone's been very nice to us. But like, hey, like a little a little voucher for something or a little free thing wouldn't go amiss on my special day. Mm-hmm. And they just replied saying like, oh, we just wanted to check because we didn't think anyone would actually do this. But have a nice day. And that <laughs> you was it. Sad, sad little <laughs> man. <laughs> you sad fat gay. You got your pizza hut. You're They're sad. Like- the whole Little social cock. media team is is looking at your Instagram, just trying to like. I mean, I get. I mean, the mustache makes me think it's real, but his groom's yeah. at another table. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Also, like this does. I mean, I don't know if it helps my case or doesn't. I was wearing a sheer tank top as well, just because. Hey, it's party time. It's my right. I had like a little sheer top on and then like a sparkly blue like shirt jacket thing. And I was like just having a barbecue chicken feast okay. uh, and with like some visible nipplage. Right. Which is fine. That's it's your my special right. day. It's my special day. Can I um, can I say like as a counterpoint? Well, I, yes. I should say I can see how this is an issue because of COVID restrictions and everything. My nipples? No, no. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> your nipples are an issue regardless of what's going on with the world just that is a separate conversation sam <laughs> what i'm saying is that like your wedding day is very funny because it parallels mine in a number of ways which is that we had a small ceremony mm. and we only had we only, there were only two other people in attendance because when we got married we were at a comedy festival in phoenix arizona Right. Um, shout out to the Bird City Comedy Festival, great, great comedy <laughs> festival. When you, if you're in Arizona, check it out. Mm-hmm. So we when we got married, we just we found two comedians that we knew at the festival. And we we're like, hey, if you're not doing anything Saturday morning, you want to come see us get married? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> They were like, that sounds like, great. Is this a bit? No. <laughs> yeah. And then so we went and got married. And then afterwards, we went to one of the nicest pizza restaurants in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Because somehow Alice had gotten a gift certificate the day before for like $50 at Ooh. this restaurant. Like she'd won it at a different event at the festival. And so, yeah, so we went to this. It was like this Italian restaurant and pizzeria. And I had like the best pizza I'd ever had in my entire life. We had like these amazing cocktails. Like I had like Ooh. a Manhattan and it was one of those things where like they put the giant cube of ice 
in the drink yeah you know mm -hmm. and just like and just like just lovely cocktails i had this pizza that was like it's gonna sound weird but it's potato pizza it's this very thinly sliced potato and it goes on the pizza with like herbs oh. and things and it was just like it just it Ooh. like the the potatoes were so thin you just bite it, it just kind of melts in your mouth the way the cheese might it's just, just like it was legit like one of the best pizzas i probably have ever had and um, oh and so yeah so it's funny that that's also you you did the small ceremony and then pizza yeah. and then we it You've kind of made it sound like my wedding was I I bought your wedding off wish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I totally understand you're you're wanting to just keep the small ceremony. I mean, I, I think that's uh, mm. it is. It, I mean, people spend so much on weddings, and we we had bigger ceremonies in like a reception. We basically had a reception in the U.S. and one in the, in the U.K. Um, yeah, and that's the way to go. It's just to like, because people don't want to really care about your wedding; they just want to go to the reception and hang out and whatever. I know, and the the actual wedding part was done so quickly. Yeah, and then and then it was eating and drinking yeah. the whole day. I mean, and that's the thing is, and so many British weddings like take for fucking ever. Like every British church wedding that I've been to, I'm just like, how is this taking an hour? Like it's fucking I know. nuts. <laughs> like, we, yeah. Why is there a section that's just filling out paperwork? Why do we have to be present for this? It's so <laughs> yeah. fucking annoying. I think we were in and out in, I want to say 25 minutes. Yeah. That's the way it should and be. It, yeah, I think so. And then everyone waited outside whilst we signed like the certificate with our um yeah our siblings as witnesses and then we took photos outside and then we were done yeah that's yeah that's perfect that's yeah mm -hmm. um i will say you missed out like when you have the reception part it's the best party you've ever been to because you know everybody there yeah. and everybody comes over and makes a point to tell you how nice you look that day and, that okay and so and then here's the thing if you're in a conversation with somebody and you just want to stop you can just walk away and nobody's mad at you because they realize you've got a lot of guests to attend to. So you can just be like, you're like, you're talking to a cousin. You're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, bye. You can just, and then, and nobody's mad. Nobody, you don't even have to like, you can. you can just like slip away, you know, I pretend like you made eye contact across the room with somebody and they're like, oh, I got to go. Like, I've got to go. Yeah. I've got to go. Sorry. Someone more interesting is over there. No, um, <laughs> But they're not mad. They're I, not mad because they're like, yeah, that's the, that you're the they groom. They can Once again, it's my special day. Yeah. Although I do disagree. People will tell you that you look nice. Did people tell me that I look nice? Yes, because they have eyes. Right. But. <laughs> I um, apologize. What, what was happening? I forgot. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. I forgot that that's an everyday occurrence for Sam Lake, that you're just walking <laughs> down the street and people are just like, I'm sorry, I don't. I know you're busy. You're clearly very busy. Yeah. But you're also super attractive. I just needed to let that, I couldn't let that pass. <laughs> it happens at least six times a day. And honestly, I don't know why I haven't been given a police bodyguard. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I know. But so me and my husband looked great on our wedding day, I'm sure. as we should. He looked great. He wore like a kilt. Nice. And we had like um, matching face masks in in the tartan. Oh, cool. That he was wearing to match. So it was all very, all very like aesthetically pleasing. What I forgot was that the people who I had invited were mostly friends. So my only blood relative there was my brother mm -hmm. and then the rest of my family's in Cornwall and the rest of my family's in Spain so like it was just like too awkward to get them all there so the friends that I had brought all have sort of the same energy as me and seeing you know a lot of comedians and I'm sure you know comedians can be quite vain 
which hey it's my wedding day so i'm allowed to be sure but so were all the friends that i brought and they all looked great they all looked great (laughs) to the point where they were taking like photos of themselves at my wedding and putting them on instagram and people were messaging them saying i had no idea you were getting married today you look fantastic you look like a great couple (laughs) like i had a photo taken with um my bestie karen who mm-hmm. came along and she we had like spoken for a while about what she was going to wear she was like should i wear this dress this dress and i was like well i'm going to wear this is what i'm going to wear because i wore like a sort of black tuxedo kind of thing mm-hmm. with, like a velvety jacket and she was like noted so she turns up wearing something to match me so that when photos were taken of us people <laughs> thought that we were getting married <laughs> Which was fine. Again, I put those photos on Instagram. I have actual family members message me saying congratulations on your happy day. And they hadn't seen a photo of David at this point. They thought I had married Karen. And I know they thought I'd married Karen because one of them was just like, oh, it's nice to know that was just a phase. Yeah. So <laughs> congratulations on being straight now. That is a great. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know why they're trying to ban conversion therapy. It seems very effective. Big win for you. Wow. That's so great. They went, yeah. There's another, there's also another great photo. So then Karen took a photo with my friend Chloe uh-huh. and people thought they'd had a lovely lesbian wedding <laughs> and hey, I'd be there for it, but that wasn't what was happening that right. day. Then I got, then there was a photo of Olga and my brother and <laughs> I'm also in the photo, but off at the side because it was supposed to just be a photo of me and my brother and then Olga jumped in <laughs> and just took a photo with my brother looking like they were a couple. Mickey, my brother, puts that on his Instagram and the same family member goes like, I didn't know you got married as well. Oh, congratulations. And my brother is like 18 at the time. Like, in my opinion, too young to be getting married. Yeah. But people thought because they looked so good together because everyone at my wedding did that they were also getting married. So really my wedding day was like everybody's wedding day. Right. Everyone was just taking their turns to be like, it's our special day in various combinations and permutations. (laughs) Yeah, that's, um, I love that your family member was like, it's the Lake brothers getting married. (laughs) The Lake brothers (laughs) wedding day. They just, yeah, well, I'm sorry that that pulled focus from, from your, from from all your beauty and stylishness. (laughs) But you got the real prize, which is your lovely husband whose name I do not know. David. David. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he wore a kilt. That's nice. I uh, I married a Scottish lady. I, I wore a kilt to our reception in the UK. It's a very comfortable oh, fun. outfit. <laughs> it, yes, very comfortable. I didn't wear one because I think you're only supposed to wear... Well, I don't know actually how it works. He's supposed to wear one, and I think I'm not supposed to. Yeah, I think it's kind of... I don't know if I was supposed to, but I was just like, eh, I'm gonna... Cancelled. You'll be cancelled. Um, I have no respect for Scottish culture. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... The best thing about it was, like, not to get too personal, but my thighs are quite large. And... That's very in right now. Got a bit of a butt. And I think that I've never... Nothing ever fit me as flatteringly as the kilt did. And I'm just did like... You... I, should, I should really wear this all the time. If I was wearing a kilt, uh-huh. I would not be able to resist the urge of, like, sort of, like, picking it up at the, at, at the hem and then just sort of, like sashay swishing it a little bit like do you i feel like it would make you walk different and sort of like you want to give it some movement yeah. i feel like it would change how you would walk i don't know man I don't, I don't know if it did maybe maybe like subconsciously i was really like working my hips a lot more and like mm. giving it a good swing but I don't, I don't know i don't like at this same reception we were doing it was a kaylee and we were doing mm. a lot of dancing so it was nice for that you get a lot of like you get the spins and you you know you get a little yes get a little twirl like that but right i'm glad you got married (laughs) so that that married that's still a thing right that you're still married yes i am still married okay yeah cool cool and 
And you got a new place, you said? Yes, that's where I am now. So the last time I spoke to you, I think we we must have spoken just like maybe the week or two before we moved here because we, we got the offer accepted on this place. Oh, nice. Christmas 2020, oh, okay. I think. And then we moved here in April. Oh, okay, yeah. So that would have been right after yeah. we talked. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's it. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah. Like a, a flat or a house or... It is a flat. So we wanted to move somewhere that had more space because now people spend more time at home and we both work from home. Right. Uh, so I'm sure there were some lovely people staying in the flat, apart the block of flats that we used to live in. Mm-hmm. But there were like past traumas that we had to get over. For example someone living in that building did set fire to the whole block oh wow um i and i wasn't there for it david was here and i was going to a friend's wedding in sri lanka all of my stories are about weddings now right um, you're about that age we're just like the fact that i'm married yeah yeah yeah. the annoying fact um, of this like oh i've got 10 weddings this summer because yeah get them in the schedule now people have so many weddings yeah. yeah so i was there i was on the other side of the world and then i touched down at our changeover and i think Abu Dhabi waiting for our flight to Sri Lanka and I log on to the airport Wi-Fi and I just get like a series of messages one after the other and then images of a building on fire and David's first message was just like I don't want you to worry <laughs> but and then a photo of him outside of the building whilst it's on fire oh in God. the same way of like that dog who's in the burning room just being like this is fine this is fine <laughs> yeah so we wanted to move somewhere that was less flammable hmm. uh, and where the people who live in the other flats in the building are less prone to fire setting. Okay. Which so far has been the case. Okay. Well, knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Touch wood. Do you feel like... Because the thing is, when when I visited my wife's friends in Glasgow and we go to their like apartments and things, I'm always like, wait, how many people live here? And they're like, my wife's just like, one couple and i'm like but it's huge <laughs> what <laughs> it's like i feel like i've lived in the south too long like in the south part of england where it's just like everything's just so tiny and then you go to these go to scotland there's these massive apartments and and uh and yeah. it's, everything's so much more affordable and stuff but do you feel like that too like you're just like this is this is so this is so luxurious after living in london for so many years <laughs> yeah this flat is in an old tenement building as most flats in edinburgh tend to be uh-huh. but i do think if you go further north or west or just like other parts of, of of scotland like if you go to certain parts of glasgow i think you can for the for the price of a flat in edinburgh you could get maybe an actual castle <laughs> <laughs> so definitely something with a with like a, a buttress or a turret if that's the thing yeah or a turret yeah, yes yeah. so i guess like it goes like london flat prices are ridiculous right edinburgh flat prices are less ridiculous but still like i mean come on and then like glasgow other places it's like okay that's we've we've gone way way to the other side like for the same price yeah just just buy Holyrood Palace or something. Yeah, I mean, because Oxford's very similar in house price to London, unfortunately. It's mm. way overpriced. And every time we visit in Glasgow, we'll kind of just be walking around and like pass a like an estate agent and being like, should we move to Glasgow? Like we could have two houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's like, are we going to even, we might even just be able to just get a, like an apartment that's just like a pet a terre, like that we just go to every once in a while. Yeah. What is it? I think Adele was like given advice when she became famous of like, if you, if you don't want to talk to anybody, buy a really big house so that you have space to not talk to people. So I think like there are secretly lots of very famous people living in Glasgow. Possibly. Because that's where all of the huge cheap properties are. Possibly. Well, I'm glad I I'm glad you got your your little your little acre in the sky there. Um, <laughs> I've got my little flat and my little husband. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> this little kilt. Uh, <laughs> does he wear the kilt like at all guy. except for just special occasions? Just He actually rented his kilt. Oh, okay. So he doesn't have it now. Mm, that's fine. That's... We still have the face masks, so that's something. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> what an adorable dystopia we live in. Um <laughs> So personal life sounds like it's cracking along, doing great job, good work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's the comedy <laughs> stuff going? Uh, did you do a season two of your podcast? No, no, I did not. No, I would still like to, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, maybe you handle this better than I do because, like, you've made lots more episodes of this show than I made of um, I've had a rose. I found it really stressful to do everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> like find the people to talk to, mm-hmm. arrange the time to talk to them, record it, then edit it, which always took me hours, and then do all of the promotion for it. So when I got to like the last episode that I had planned, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and so I did try and like find people to produce the show for me mm-hmm. and maybe that will happen at some point in the future and i would still really love to do like podcasts and things but like where somebody else does all of the editing and the the stuff and i just sort of have to turn up yeah yeah i i get that i'm actually kind of in the process of winding this down this podcast because Mm. it is like well because tara can't do the interviews really anymore is very I was going to say, you didn't decide that just in the middle of talking to me. Yeah, I was just like, actually, you know what? This is not worth it. Um, <laughs> Let's wrap this up. God, Sam, I don't know. I, I, I'm really questioning a lot of decisions I made in my life after this 20-minute <laughs> conversation with you. It's just really like, what's the fucking point, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Um, actually, because Tara's moved to, to Australia, it's very difficult for her to be part of the interviews. And mm. booking guests is extremely difficult. And it's, that's really the two things that really are the most yeah uh most difficult so i don't i don't i don't know the editing sucks but i can live with it i think for me it was just i had to keep listening to the sound of my own voice Uh. over and over again and there's always a bit where like oh okay they said something really good there so let me just like clip that bit out because i think i like sneeze or something in it and so i have to listen to the sneeze over and over again (laughs) and then the same start to like the clip of the guest and then it and i it yeah it becomes i'm sure there's a way to do it so that you don't go insane i just don't know how to do it it's just me lolling about on audacity yeah that's what i used to because it's free yeah. and uh, it's free <laughs> and uh it works perfectly fine i don't know why i would pay for anything else <laughs> uh though maybe one day i'll see like a paid program and i'll be like oh fuck this has been i've been banging my head against the wall. yeah maybe yeah like two things yeah i i've done a lot more editing and it starts to get easier the longer you do it. Mm. And you start to like, it starts to drive you nuts less when you have to listen to the same one second of audio over and over again, because you're just trying to cut out like yeah. a repeated word or like a filler word or something like that. And, or like a cough or like a weird noise or something mm-hmm. and trying to get it so that the audio is seamless so that when people are listening, they don't notice. The other thing is like, I'm probably pretty insane at this point and am and am perfectly happy to listen to my own voice like i but i think that's always been the thing like i'm always i've always like i would work i was really good about recording my sets for a long time 
and I, I kind of ah. still am. And I would like listen back to my sets. And then sometimes my wife would like look at me like laughing or smiling. And she'd be like, you're listening to one of your sets, aren't you? And I was like, this guy gets me. <laughs> <laughs> I dig this guy's sense of humor. I just, uh, <laughs> it's kind of the point where like I'll often listen, like if I'm trying to go to sleep, I'll listen to one of my own podcasts. That's odd. That, no, it's fine. You can say that. That is troubling. No one would disagree. I, what it is, is if I'm listening to a podcast that I do, I know how it ends. So I don't feel bad falling asleep. I, that, okay. You've won me back now. Okay. I, I understand. Because <laughs> okay. you were I like, I dialed 99 to... and I was going to dial 9 yeah. again, but you... <laughs> you. Yeah, you saved yourself. Okay. I actually get that. I find it easier to fall. I, I, I like to have, like, when I'm like writing or working, I like to have stuff on in the background, mm-hmm. but it has to be stuff that I have already exactly. listened to before. Yeah. So that I I know what's coming, I know what to expect, and then it's truly just background noise, and I'm not like constantly flicking over, like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. So I, yeah. I often will listen back to one of my own podcasts to go to sleep. So that's. So yeah. So I'm pretty crazy, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, I guess like an uh, an unrepentant narcissist, what I guess what most people would call me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I've so I've become yeah good with that. But I you know yeah the editing is yeah that's just a thing. Like if you only did eleven episodes. Like mm-hmm. I've done 50 some of this, but, and then also it's like, it has to be done twice because there's two interviews and then editing. Oh God. So yeah, yeah. so it's like a mass. So I, so over the last year and a half or so, I've gotten in a massive number of amount of editing experience. And so it doesn't really <sighs> bug me as much anymore. So yeah. that's what I'm saying, Sam, is start three podcasts. <laughs> um, you know, I, that is the most male comedian advice I think I've ever been given. Eh, well, you know, don't just start one, start three. Yeah. I mean, you might as well, you know, in for a penny, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, in my defense, one of them has been canceled for over a year and then, this one's i'm kind of winding down unless i can find like mm-hmm. somebody else to produce it so sure like if i could get like if I, all i need is a booker and i'd be on the catbird seat as it were right but okay so you didn't there's not another season of getting emotionally wine drunk <laughs> with sam yes no there's 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 not a there's not a second or a first season of that particular show <laughs> it's just i drank a whole bottle of wine and now I'm crying. I don't know why. With Sam Lake, I've had a WKD. Let's piss ourselves. Right. Yeah, it's, you can have a lot of fun with right. the title. Yeah, yeah. We we had a buck fizz, and now Sam and I are fighting <laughs> with Sam Lake. <laughs> Actually, really. Good. Yeah. Okay. So what else? But what else have you been doing career-wise? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds weird. <laughs> You, you're working on your show. Your, um, your show is finally coming out. You're finally going to do your yes, show. I'm quite happy about that. Yes. Um, yeah. So you you saw the show in 2020. No, I saw it where... in 2019. Oh, yeah. Was it 2020? Oh, yeah. That's right. The start of 2020. Yeah, you're right. That was Vault 2020. Yes. That was right before um, everything went to shit. Yeah, you're right. Right. Your show might yeah. have been the last show I saw. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was really good. I mean, that I didn't okay. produce. Like, I think, yeah, I think I went to Vault that weekend to see some shows, and yours might have been the last. Mm. So, but I enjoyed um, it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it I- again at the Oxford Comedy Festival on July 9th here in Oxford. Yes. <laughs> Great plug. Yeah. Get your tickets now, folks. <laughs> you really, oh, they really should, though. Yeah. I would really encourage it. Um, it was a great I, uh, show. I, yeah. I love the show. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it's evolved over the past. It's millennia. How it's long has pretty, it been? It's been two, two, three, two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah, it's quite different now. Is it? Because so 
I think when you saw it, you saw it just before I was about to start doing a, a version of that show where it gets like really interactive. Okay. And like the audience becomes the wedding party and I get someone to like read out like a pretend best man speech and then <laughs> someone takes David's place. I throw a bouquet. Like it get like it gets quite camp. And the whole point of that show was I was aiming to have like the best wedding ever, the best wedding possible. Uh-huh. And then a couple weeks after doing the show that you saw, all live comedy was stopped. Yeah. And then not long after that, David and I went, okay, well, let's postpone the wedding because it doesn't seem sensible. It doesn't seem like we're going to have it next year at this rate. Yeah. And now we just talked about how my wedding day is actually quite different. The show is now, I kept the name Cake. Okay. Because I, I just, I couldn't let that go. Right. And also I think if I remember correctly in 2020, somebody else wanted to co- call their show Cake. And I was like, well, it's mine and I'm taking it. <laughs> before somebody else does uh, obviously somebody else could still call their show cake right. in the future i can't stop them from doing that but you have not um, trademarked cake yeah i've ch- sam lake comma cake and then uh, i guess that only yeah um no, sam sam like colon cake right actually colon you know cake. i'm going back to comma cake because colon cake sounds terrible oh right no i got my punctuation mixed up yeah no also colon but colon cake sounds medicinal yeah okay <laughs> sounds like a fiber supplement right, of some right. kind <laughs> Um, Doc, I'm all blocked so it's up. Still cool. I was like, well, could you take some colon cake? <laughs> it's this Bon Vivant li- lifestyle. It's not enough fiber. Yeah, but it clears your It's right a very gouty life. <laughs> so yeah, it's still called cake. Right. But now the show is sort of like, here's what I thought my wedding was going to be like, and here's what actually happened on the day. Okay. Because believe it or not, there's some stuff that happened on the day that I haven't even told you yet. Ooh. And you'll have to come to the show to find out. I mean, oh, like, man. I I... Gonna be at that show on July 9th. <laughs> The James Street Tavern, folks, go to com- oxfordcomedyfestival.co.uk I mean, for tickets. <laughs> I do think I tweeted some of the stuff that's in the show, but that's besides the point. I mean, it's all going to be a very fun surprise. I, in a way, I'm kind of glad of how things have worked out because I was desperate to debut in 2020. But now I feel like the show that I'm going to be debuting, I hate the word debut as well. The first show that I get to do, right. it feels like a complete story. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, there's an interesting kind of twist in that the show was supposed to be something else and now it's something different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, oh, maybe this will sound like really wanky. I think the show has a fun message in that uh, sometimes you plan, you want to achieve something, so you plan how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you achieve that thing, but not by the plan that you set. And so it doesn't always feel like you actually achieved it. Right. And so my the point of my show is that like we still had a lovely wedding day and did everything that we were supposed to it's just not the wedding that we had expected right and that's completely fine um uh so yeah i'm quite i'm quite excited to do it and i hope people like it that's good sounds like it's like a richer show now right because it's richer it's fuller it's gamier (laughs) it's like a oh now now ticket sales are going back down (laughs) (laughs) Now we've lost it's some tickets. Nice, it's a nice lamb joint mm. of a show. Yeah, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I I I, I like that. I like I like that it, that it's evolved over the the two years. Mm. I, I feel like that's a that's a thing that a lot of people have like struggled with, where it's just like I had material and then comedy stopped for two years, and, <laughs> and like but like going back to that material feels insincere odd. and odd and yeah and just like yeah and so yeah so you've you but you've evolved your material. 
and you've we have evolved and you've made it yeah. more about what's going on now which is which is great i think that's, that's it. yeah i'm excited and to I, see how how the final product shakes out me me too and yeah. also i think it, it touches on the fact that we've all had like a very odd two years mm -hmm. unprecedented i believe is the word but like that's really not the focus of the show because mm -hmm. i think another thing that lots of people are like wondering about this year in in preparation for the great edinburgh fringe right and that like people don't know do we talk about this or do people not want to hear about it sure. and i feel like this is like a nice balance of like well that thing happened but that's like we're not dwelling on that that we're talking about something that happened like within that time period but not about like what caused the time period or anything like that right this obviously excludes like all of the shows at the fringe that are like covid the musical or you know all, all variations on that but like oh, that sounds you, like terrible shows they but there's always a musical there was like 18 different brexit musicals <sighs> when that happened and then i'm sure i'm sure somebody's gonna have a show that's called something like 2020 vision or <laughs> you know it, all kinds all kinds of like you can either go see a show that is only about coronavirus right. or you can go see a show that like just it's about something that happened to be within the times of that and maybe have had some impact on it but that's like not the point right. of the show i think you, i think that's a better approach because you're like this was this positive thing that happened within yes. what was otherwise a very dark time and you're like there's there is I, light mm -hmm. in the darkness and that light is named sam lake yes he's face he's he's very light he's very light <laughs> Just, just glowing really <laughs> like i said i'm excited to see the show i'm i'm glad that you can because mm. we invited you to the 2020 festival uh yeah and then and now two years later finally you've you're showing up fashionably late <laughs> <laughs> yeah the you didn't cancel the other festivals i just didn't turn no, up you were just like oh man those audiences were so just like i was just just standing in the corner looking at my watch the audience getting more and more <laughs> angry oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think Sam's going to be here any minute. I'm, I'm looking out of the window. I think I see him coming down the street. Is that Sam? No. <laughs> Anyways, you got the show. You still doing mm -hmm. fun explosion? No, wait. <laughs> joy. Joy. Joy, joy multiplication. multiplication. <laughs> By the way, if you're not Which doing fun explosion, can I, can I start that show? Sure. Great. Well, I will say joy multiplication, if you ever saw it live, was a fun explosion. <laughs> did we do that anymore i think we maybe did it one more time uh <laughs> and we've spoken about doing it again so our thing with with joy multiplication was like when we brought it back and did it online mm -hmm. we called the show our worst work yet oh uh, and then the show after that was called our worst work yet again mm. and then it was just variations on that over and over again and i think we're maybe talking about doing like our worst edinburgh previews yet uh. or something like that maybe i don't know we have spoken about it but i don't know if we can find a date where we're all free how about can i pitch worst show of all time 2022 that has it does have a ring no. to it there's got to be a dash of mediocrity in the title i see i'm thinking about i'm thinking about let me pitch let me pitch this to you as somebody who's won a comedy contest before <laughs> i was thinking about doing it for the festival and then i ended up not but like having a comedy competition as part of the festival and the competition was going to be called the greatest 
British comedian of all time ever, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say go bigger. You think? I think there's, I, I don't know if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. but there is a contestant from there who has set up her own drag competition and they're done like beauty pageants. Uh-huh. And her contest is called something like the best drag queen of the year contest award competition deluxe 2022. Mm. And it's like a really long title. So I think, I think you should, it should be something like the most talented, greatest British, sexiest, thinnest, maybe not thinnest, most topical, self deprecating, but fit. <laughs> Young but mature, thirty six double D, in your local area, comedian of twenty twenty two and of the universe and of all time. Yeah, I should say that within this contest, or this contest is within the festival, and the festival is already called the Oxford Festival Fringe Preview Comedy Festival, <laughs> which was the compromise title because there were mm-hmm. elements within my team that wanted to call it the Oxford Festival Fringe Preview Comedy Festival of Comedy or something like that. Okay. I, I forget what it was. It was like, I feel like comedy was in there three times. There was, it was even longer. There was, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, but um, so yeah, so we are, we are doing that. We are, we, we do bill ourselves as the UK's most awkwardly titled comedy festival. I just felt like if people, because I, I kind of like, I mean, yes, I made it into the finals of Leicester Square Comedy Festival. That was a comedy competition. And and not to take anything away from those who have won it in the past. Uh, sure. Great, illustrious names that will live on forever in the stars. Uh, <laughs> the very firmament shines bright with their talent. And, <laughs> but like, I just, the whole concept I find uh, silly. And the fact that there are so yeah. many comedy contests throughout the UK and some of them get very granular. It's like South bath comedy <laughs> contest you know it's like what best comedian well, in that's just because the north bath people have such a different it style really of different. comedy you, you're right when you're up there and there it's like, really different you couldn't even it's bare it's a different language really yeah anyways so but i felt like my contempt showed through and nobody would want to be part of because then who would put that on their poster <laughs> this contemptuous <laughs> comedy contest that i made up anyways all right, so that's so that was a silly aside that'll get all cut out because I just wanted to bounce that idea for you. So I'm sorry to waste your time, <laughs> Sam. Uh, it is valuable, and it won't happen again. So Sam, listening back to the previous interviews from low over a year, eighteen to twelve months ago, mm-hmm. was there anything that surprised you listening back to yourself? Um, I think I think I I think I sound different. <laughs> How so? So you know when you get on stage. Uh-huh. And you have a certain persona and all of our comedy personas might manifest in different ways. So when I get on stage, I think I get a little bit camper, a little bit gayer. And that often comes out in my voice. And I've realized, and I know that, I know I have a funny sounding voice because sometimes when I go on stage and I say hello, people start laughing because my voice goes really high because I'm excited to see people. So I go, hello. (laughs) And then people will be like, oh, and that's a good minute of very solid laughs. And I'm just going like, I really want to start my set can you please stop laughing it, it hurts and 
and I, I, but I think because we were in lockdown and we weren't on stage as often, I'd forgotten like what my stage persona does to me and it makes me talk higher and it. So I think the last time I spoke to you wasn't gigging as much because there just weren't as many gigs. And so I think in the podcast, I sound different. And I think because now I'm gigging more and gigging more in Scotland as well, I think I've sort of become more comfortable with my voice. And I guess it's like a, I, I mean... We were, I, I mean, I won't, I won't, I won't get too into this, but like sometimes gay people do a code switching thing where they put on different voices for different things. Sure. And I'm trying to stop myself from doing that. So I think I'm, I'm just trying to use the same voice all of the time, anytime. And I think maybe back then, I, I don't know, you know, like when you answer a phone and like you put on a phone voice. Uh, yes, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like that, except life. Uh, right. No, I mean, <laughs> like code switching, I get I get this, right? So, I don't know, everybody does it to some extent. It is often a thing within minority communities, more mm-hmm. acute. So wait, so you're saying that like in the other interviews where you weren't on stage very much, that was more your authentic voice? I I think so. I don't know. I think I have to explore it more. Uh-huh. But like, and it could just be, you know, I, I don't love listening to myself back. Uh-huh. So maybe I listen to it with like a more, what's the word? Critical. Um, a more critical ear. Mm. Even though I have to listen to myself like all of the time, if I have to like watch a clip back of a set or if I have to like send like a clip of something somewhere, if I have to do a self tape, I have to watch it back. Yeah. And I always go like, but I don't know. In my head, I feel like I sounded, I, I, I sounded different. I sound like a different person. I think. Mm. Are you trying to be more like that person from then, or are you trying to get back into the person? The pers- like, so on stage, do you want to be closer to kind of your average voice, your kind of comfortable voice, or do you want to keep that stage persona I, that can't mm. be your higher potentially? I would lose my voice so quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's nice to have like a little gap, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I I think off stage I would like to be more like me on stage, and 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 sound the way that I do on stage because at the same time I also think the way I sound on stage is more authoritative as well. I see. Okay, so you want to carry over the confidence that you feel on stage mm. into your everyday life. Something like that, yes. But you feel like you weren't sounding confident in the previous... Because I think even, even though the, I did like the odd gig here and there, because mm-hmm. I think the last time I spoke to you, clubs in Scotland still weren't open because yeah. they were closed for much longer. So if I did do a gig, I would have to go down south for it. And so I wasn't doing that too often. So it was like before every gig, it was just kind of like, oh, this is like, I feel quite... I feel quite rusty. This is like oh, I'm gonna have to try and remember how to do how to do all of this. Now that I sort of feel like I have the gigging back in my system, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm noticing a difference between like having that back in my life and not. And I think one of the ways that that's manifested is that I feel like I sound like a different person. Okay, but not in a bad way, right? Like no, no, no. I think I sound great. I think I sound. I think I should record an album. Yeah. No, I mean it's yeah. I mean you got an hour. Just put that put that on vinyl <laughs> and you know. It's always nice. Yeah. In America, people do it all the time. People in the UK are very precious about their material, but I'm just like, a lot of Americans will just like put out a... Yeah. And then you just have a CD to sell. I don't know if people sell CDs or whatever. And funnily enough, I think, who was it? I I think it was Mae Martin. Uh, She led like a little workshop thing at Soho Theatre that I was at once. And lots of people there were in the middle of one of the competitions that we have so many of in the UK, as we've said. Mm -hmm. And I 
and I th- I think they said that one of the things that's a big difference here is that they don't really have contests like that in America. No. It's a very British thing to try and take comedy and then turn it into all of these different types of competitions. Yeah, but yeah, this is a different a different vibe. The, there mm. isn't quite the aggressive, like gong shows aren't a thing in America. Yeah. Those kind of like weird antagonistic shows. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, but you're feeling good about your voice. I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He said, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Just that really high. He's like, sure. All right. All right. That's good. I, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I hope you, I, you know, I don't know. I think you got a great voice. I think it's, uh, thank you. And, you know, voice in terms of your comedic voice and in terms of your speaking voice. I think it's, they're both very pleasant. Thank you so much. I think that, uh, part of that, like, I think listening back, your voice may have sounded weird because like I said, like the recording studio we used in the first recording and then the next one, like we, we got better. The the recording oh. quality got better in the second half. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? That's probably, That's probably it, it then. I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't worry about that. No, you, you forget everything I did. You, <laughs> you haven't changed a bit. Don't, and don't ever change. <laughs> what I'm saying. But like looking back over the past year, do you think what is the biggest change you think you've experienced? Maybe getting married? Does that feel like a big change? Or mm, I would say I I actually don't think it's getting married yeah. because we were in we've been together, it'll be six years this year. We were engaged for two years before we got married. Mm-hmm. So I, in my head I was like, Oh, that's always gonna happen and that's fine. I think what has changed is that I feel more comfortable calling Scotland, well, Edinburgh, my home. Okay. Because I moved, when did I move? I moved in 2020 Mm -hmm. and it was an odd time to move because there's a lot of uncertainty. And although I knew Edinburgh quite well, because obviously this is where my husband lived Mm -hmm. before I I moved here. So I knew the city quite well. I would never think of it as like my home, Mm -hmm. but now it does feel like my home. And I mean, I own some property here now so that probably helps but also like the the fact that like clubs are open again Mm -hmm. i don't know it feels like all of the components of life in the before times have sort of come back Mm -hmm. i'm just in a different location now and i i've sort of had more time to get used to my surroundings and it's been it's been quite nice and i think moving to a different part of the city helped with that as well because it gave me more bearings i'm really bad with like directions and knowing I don't have good bearings so I get lost very easily and when we first moved here sometimes I would like go for a run (laughs) and then end up running two extra miles because I couldn't remember how to get home And then I would have to call David because I'd get scared and I'd get cold. I don't know where I am. Is it David? David, come pick me up. But that hasn't happened in ages now, he said very proudly. You're a big boy now. Um, you can find your way home. I'm a big boy now. But it's, yeah, it's just like, I feel a lot more settled That's here. That's good. Um, whereas I think before I was still kind of, maybe in a maybe in my head somewhere i still thought like oh well you have to go back to london at some point Mm -hmm. like but now i'm like no edinburgh is 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 where i live and then london's just the place that i go to like occasionally right but yeah no this this feels like home so it feels i I feel a lot more settled i feel more like this is my base and that's a nice thing to have that's really great yeah i mean it's nice to yeah you know I feel like when you move to a new city, there's like a period where, I don't know, like I feel like you have to get in sync with the town. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like this is the thing that like I moved to Seattle and it 
for months, it feels like I was always missing buses. And I was like, I just feel like I'm slightly out of sync with this town. <laughs> and then eventually you kind of just yeah. like get into like, okay, this is how the, the rhythm of the place works. This is how, this is where the things I need to know. Like I know where all the yes. things I need to go are and all these things. And, and that's, that's a great sense of, uh, of comfort. And you feel like yeah. you belong there now. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, you know, I know people here now and I have like, it's exactly like, funnily enough, buses also like, I know how to work the buses because <laughs> I thought like there's a bus stop outside the house that goes into town. I'll just go there whenever I need to go into town. But sometimes you'll go to the bus stop and it'll be like, oh, the next bus into town is in four days. <laughs> <laughs> but if you would come five minutes ago, there would have been a bus. Right. But now I know. Now I know there's an app that like tells you all of that, and mm. it's not Google Maps, and it's not the official bus app. It's like a different oh. one. Um, and I, but also like I can walk everywhere here as well, yeah. and I know where everything is. So yeah, it's a, that's the perfect way of putting it. Is like getting in sync with the city, and that's exactly how it feels. How long were you in London? Seven. Yeah, seven years. Oh. I think, yeah. And you feel kind of at peace with, like, being out of London, like you don't... Someone on Twitter was, like, us saying, like, oh, I think I might move back to Edinburgh at some point. D does anyone... A comedian. And, and someone... And she, she was, like, asking, like, uh, has anyone done that? Or, like, does anyone have any thoughts on that? And I do think, because of everything that's happened over the last two years, I hope people are realising that there are circuits and there are, like, studios in parts of this industry that exist outside of London. Sure. And London doesn't have to be the only place where everything has to happen. And, like, that's not the only place that you have to be in order to, like, get considered for stuff. I think London's, like... London is great for comedy in that if you want to do it every night, yeah. you can if you're willing to like occasionally do one like in a pub basement or like on top of a bus or <laughs> you know that you can you can gig every night. Yeah. Whereas like the circuits in other parts of the country are smaller, but they feel more like there's more of a community vibe and like they're more supportive. You don't feel so much like you're on your own. Yeah. So I think when I like maybe the first couple of weeks when I moved, I was like, oh, no, everyone's going to like do all of the cool stuff and like none of that's happening up here and I'm going to miss it all. But I don't I don't feel that way anymore because I don't think that's the case. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that I think it's important for people to realize that there are other options than yes. London and like the very but people feel like there's a very specific path, I think, in comedy. And I like there's I think there's other paths, there's other opportunities and other ways to do things that aren't just the same kind of grind because it used to be it's like yeah. i think that a lot of a lot of what the pandemic showed is like that grind that hustle culture was like so toxic in in many ways yeah so you're you're taking it nice and easy up in edinburgh <laughs> nice or i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no i'm taking it like hard and difficult <laughs> No. mean and difficult yeah yeah no I, i'm sure you're working you're still hustling a lot up there and, and working hard in the, mm -hmm. in the scene well i'm glad but i'm glad that it's it's something that you feel a part of now you know that it feels yeah. like your home and, i'd say so yeah and that's a that's a, like a huge positive like mental mm -hmm. mental thing i think you know to feel yeah. like part of a city mm. i'm happy for you sam <laughs> <laughs> thank you anyways so i guess finally sam uh, like what's next for you i mean Obviously, you'll be at the Oxford Comedy Festival on July 9th. Obviously. 9 p.m. Uh, James Street Tavern. Yep. That's a double bill with uh, 
great comedy team, Crizzards. There's another show at 7.30. Mm -hmm. You can get tickets for both shows or just for Sam's, mm -hmm. either one. You know, it's a great, great evening of comedy. You, you, you could, but Crizzards are lovely, are so I, I, I won't say anything yeah. about it. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, and what, yeah, but what else, what else is going on? Sorry. <laughs> just plugging my own thing. I'm, um, I'm desperate for people to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and um, well, I just but not, uh, yeah, not yeah, even no. like for myself. I just want you to have a nice show. I want, I don't want Sam to be mad at me. If you guys don't buy tickets, Sam will be mad at me, and that's something I can't. I'll be abide. furious. <laughs> what is next? I mean, I I feel like because it's been two years in the making now, the show is sort of like my big thing of the year. But then I also like. I wrote a script for a sitcom, so it'd be nice if somebody did something with that. <laughs> I also... <laughs> you said, like, I've been leaving a... it at bus stops and still haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish somebody would take it and make it into a show. I don't know how that... I've handed it personally to Nicola Sturgeon, and she was like, this isn't really my thing. And I said, well, then why did I vote yeah. for you? What else? I've been doing more writing than I ever thought I would. Just, like, like writing scripts for things, writing sketches, writing i wrote a thing that's like about climate change that may or may not get made oh. somewhere but it's sort of like a fun comedy sketch show that's about carbon footprints and and maybe it will get made somewhere maybe it won't but yeah excellent and where can people find you online if you want to be found online anything else? i do want to be found online so i'm on everything <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and um, at Mr. Sam Lake. So all those far and right social media networks. <laughs> Just gotta. I'm on. What is it called? True Social. True I'm on. Gapper. Or... I'm on Telegram. Yeah, I don't know. But for some reason, gay gay comedy does really well on the right on the right wing yeah. platforms. I don't know why. <laughs> they they're laughing at it for a different reason. That's probably not the best. But they're still laughing, laughing, so I win. Hey, their their money spends you know just as well as anybody else's. So they want to buy tickets. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, so you can find me on all of that. Mrs. I... Mr. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Am Mrs. Amlakey, I would just uh, I think is very yeah. funny. Um, mm -hmm. Or Mr. Sam Lake, as uh, or Mr. Some Sam Lake, know. yes. But um, I do feel like you should start your kind of Dame Edna esque character of Mrs. <laughs> Amlakey. <laughs> I think if I had a drag character, I'd call her S uh, Samantha Rivers, okay, instead of Sam Lake. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's, that's good. or I did think. I did think of another name the other day, but I don't think it's for me. I think it has to be for somebody else. But I thought a fun name would be Rachel Profiling. <laughs> yeah, that one's not for you. Yeah, no. I, unless I just hold up different, like, famous Rachels, like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Or, yeah, like Rachel the whole Vice. act as you go through the audience and you're like, are you a Rachel? Are you Rachel? <laughs> you look like a fucking Rachel. <laughs> Yeah, don't pretend like you're not a Rachel. I can see it in your eyes. You've got all the classic signs. You've got hair. You've got teeth. That's a Rachel if a I Rachel. ever saw one. Right. That mm -hmm. that actually is kind of a fun concept. But um, <laughs> 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 but I don't know. Yeah, the name might be for better for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not for me. Mm. Not everything has to be for me. Not, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Sam, I'm for you. I'm a big. I, don't know what that, I was trying to make a segue there, and it sounded weird. I'm. Uh, no, it was great talking to you. It was great catching up with you. Um, I look forward to pleasure. seeing you in July, uh, if not sooner. 
Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Take care, man. You take care too, and your family and your child. Uh, you know what? See, li- I was listening back. <laughs> I still don't understand why it is so hilarious to you that I would say take care. It's not that it's f- <laughs> No, when you say take care, I do believe that you would like me to take care, so I will. Okay. I can't remember exactly why. <laughs> I think it was... <laughs> I- <laughs> I think just the last time that we spoke, I don't know, you said something that set us off on a tangent that made it sound like you secretly resented your child. (laughs) I know that you don't. I know that you love your child. I'll make that clear. I do. I. It's just. It's hard. It's. It's very <laughs> difficult. It's not easy, but I do love him. I think it's just like I mean, if somebody asks, him, like, "Hey, not, you... it's hard to raise a child." So anyways, it's hard to raise a child. And also, I think if you get if anyone asks you a question that's something like, "You, hey, you love your kid, right?" and you go, "I do," it's always going to sound like, "But <laughs> what?" <laughs> Uh, well, people, you know, people are usually like, do you love your kid right now? I was like, well, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> here's what you don't understand. It's very funny. One, like kind of early on when we had him, one day I was just in my office doing something, probably editing or something. And my wife had put him down for a nap. And then she came in and she's like, you know, he's really, he's really such a, he's really an easy baby, you know, when you consider it. I was like, what? Like, are you worried that I'm leaving? Like, what? Which <laughs> is like this desperation. Just like she was. Like, it's like you don't need to sell me on this. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm here. I'm. It's like you need to go. Like I've got this. Don't worry. Yeah. But um, anyways, Sam, I wish only the best for you Thank now you. and in the future. And I look forward to when we see each other again. Me too. And be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> only you can prevent fires. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Bye.